Hi. Hello. Welcome to It Bears Repeating. And it does. Another RuPaul's Drag Race recap show. I'm Tom. And I'm Tiffany. And we will be discussing RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Episode 10, Social Media Kings into Queens. Um, But as always, how was your week, Tiffany? It was something else. Yeah, we had both had moments yesterday when we were supposed to record. And now it's Monday, but it's fine. Also, I think... We're not covering Untucked because neither of us could find it, but neither of us really looked very hard. I promise that we put more into this than it seems like this week, but we've just had messy I think times. I think life caught up to us both in its own way. Yeah, And yeah. luckily we had the opportunity to address it separately, yeah. so I wasn't feeling very good. I slept a lot yesterday, Yeah, woke up feeling refreshed to a degree today. You needed to work through what you needed to work through, and here we are. Yeah, Square you, one once again. Right. Everything's good. I have Diet Dr. Pepper with vodka in it because that's how I've decided to cope today. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's Memorial Day, so it's a holiday, so normal people are drinking because it's Monday, right? Right. Like, this is the day people drink, right? I guess. I don't know. Uh, so you went to Tracy Mattel. I did on Wednesday. How was last that? Wednesday. It was amazing. I had the best time. The meet and greet went really well. Good. It was very quick. <laughs> Yeah, as it is, but she was like, you know, trying to make a moment for everybody. So, did you take your photo on stage? Yes. Oh, that's weird. With a ring light shining on us. So it was, it was really nice Mm -hmm. in that way. And then she was like signing a whatever you bought or had available, like she was signing it. That's cute. Right, which was super nice. And she was like writing out everybody's name and stuff. I imagine, I've not gone to DragCon, but I feel like you have to spend a lot of money at DragCon to make things happen. I think think, you probably have to buy merch to get in line to have the queen sign something. Right, so I think when you go to like their actual show, if they make it to your city, it's a much more low-key situation. I believe so, definitely. I don't remember. Bianca, I didn't ask her to sign anything, but I imagine she would have had I oh, like, probably. Had I asked her. But we did it. So it was at the Carnegie Library. In that's Homestead. where ours was. No, that's, but we didn't do, our photo shoot was on stage. There was a place where natural light was coming in. So we mm. like were up on this balcony in front of a step and oh, repeat. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I that was you. a good picture because Bianca had a gay man taking our photos because Bianca is smart. Then. Yeah, I felt like I looked <laughs> fairly decent in the photo, and Vanessa's photo turned out really yeah, cute, it was cute, too. Um, I think that the conditions were set correctly so that we could, everyone could I mean, if there's good. a ring light, you then know you're like, I mean? yeah, there's like, they're trying they to do like, it for you. They were like, don't worry about your flash, like, you can make sure that it's turned off, we got you, Okay, whatever, See, whatever. That's nice. I would, yeah. I I appreciate that. I realize that not everyone has the money to drag a ring light around. Or, but yeah, you know, right. yeah, you're getting, getting it. You know, but it was good. And the show was pretty phenomenal. It was like pretty crazy because we were really close. Yeah. So she's just right there. Right fucking there. Talk, talking to us and looking at you. And I was like, well, hi. So <laughs> I have one question for you. Yes. Why did you decide to try something new with your makeup? I don't know. I wish I didn't do it, but like I made a choice. It was actually super stressful getting there because for whatever reason, um, traffic was real bad that day. Well, it's also summer, so everything is happening. It was crazy. So, like, my GPS sent us some type of way that I've never even driven on before to get to Homestead. Oh. So, I decided to do this thing. Fucking stupid. I decide to, I'm, like, helping Vanessa with her makeup. I did, like, a quick eye on her. We're, like, changing clothes. 
because she showed up at my house and I had like no pants on because I was had my shirt on, but like obviously no pants. Right. I'm still getting ready and it was warm. Um, I did what I did with my face. Again, I'm not gonna I like really regretted it immediately after and was like, You're so stupid and you ruined everything. But I did what I did. It it's didn't, fine. It didn't look that bad, but like No. Had you decided to do this and would have told me I would but be like, like, You need to start three months ago. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. practicing. Exactly. That. <laughs> so it just I can't even dwell on it at this point. But um I was trying not to get consumed with that and then it was like taking us a while to get there. So then, like, the email that they sent out said we had to be there 545 sharp. And GPS was like, you're going to get there at 550. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So then our good friend, Allie, had issues. And I was like, if we get there and some shit goes sideways and they try to tell me after everything, we can't do this, I am going to fight. Like, I'm going to freak the fuck out. So then what happens is, jump in the car, I'm freaking out because of my face, I'm focusing on driving, um, I cut my hair or whatever, yeah. so like I'm fidgeting with my hair, I'm like keep looking at my face, and I'm like, what the fuck? What it was a lot of new stuff you decided do you know I mean? to do and right before this. we're driving, trying to focus on getting there, we got lucky, we parked like right next to the entrance almost, we like go running to get to the front door, Yeah. fucking we're the last people walking in. <laughs> For the meet and greet. So then we get to the table and they're checking us in. And they were like, oh, your name's not, like, what name did you buy the tickets under? And I was like, my own fucking name is what I bought the tickets under. And I, like, pulled up the. Like, receipt or whatever. The email and stuff. Well, because I used Josh's credit card and then, like, paid him back. It was under his name. So then we had to call Josh. Yeah, they were like, will he answer if you call? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's going to fucking answer. He always answers me when I call. So I call him. I put him on speaker. And, and I was like, hey, can you help me for a second? <laughs> and he was wonderful and very accommodating. And the people were, like, super chill. And then we got in. And it was totally fine. But it was just, like, I'm, like, sweating talking about it. Because it was just a lot. Yeah. Leading you up did to the most. Point. It was a fucking lot. It was a lot. When you said it was a whole production, I didn't like understand fully. It was a, it was a whole production. <laughs> so then we got in. We all had to line up. But then it all turned. Then it turned out we didn't even really have to line up because it like it it didn't matter because we were doing it on the stage. But we all like lined up to get into the fucking area. Okay. Where the stage is. Yeah. So they like usher us all back, and then me and Vanessa ended up being like. The fifth or sixth person that oh, met her. Like, wow. we were way in the front. How did you manage that? I don't fucking being... know. Because we were all the way at the top of the stairs. Oh. And I think when they were like, why are you guys lined up? Like, come down here. Oh, you, you are a hustler whenever it comes to meet and greet, though. I know from watching you. Boy, you have to. Listen, I paid money. And if they're going to, if they tell me no, like, I, I'm like where I'm supposed to be. I'm like, you're going to have to listen for one second. Sorry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even give the opportunity. Yeah type shit but anyway it was great it was on stage she looked amazing she was funny and nice um the show was incredible she lip-synced which was super funny to yeah, me that's just because like that's not her thing she was like covering all the bases but like the lip-sync was like this mega mix that was like overtly religious <laughs> like oh. in nature kind of like making poking a little fun at it it was really it was really fun um, she performed a couple songs, which was great. She did like mashups of pop songs, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a seven second clip because we weren't really supposed to take videos. So I took like 
short one. Two short ones. So the seven second clip, she's playing Skater Boy. And everybody is singing along with her. And they do the, hey. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you guys are really fucking feeling yourself. And it's so fucking funny. Because I could not figure out what song it was. And all I heard was the, everyone kept doing that. I'm like, what is that run? Because I couldn't tell if it was like a Trixie song because I don't, I have not listened. It's Um, not your jam, which is fine. Right. I got the Josie CDs for her. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. We've been trying to get them. They were on sale then. So. I actually might keep them and just burn her copies, but fair. <laughs> um, fair. I was able to get both, which was nice. Um, the merch wasn't like outrageously expensive. The show felt like it went on for fucking ever. She took like a brief intermission and then like ran backstage to do another costume change. So I want to say she changed costumes like three or four times. Well, that's fun to get to see her in a variety. Of yeah, things. it was super cool. And like her meet and greet costume was different than the costume she came out on. Yeah. And then, like, she did a super quick one right before the encore, which I thought was pretty sweet. And she played the auto harp. She played guitar multiple times. Yeah, this is... This, I'm it was a fucking big... Like, it was a thing. A, a thing. Yeah. We made um kind of friends with the people in front of us. Um, It was a gay couple, and then some girl, and then the, the guy next to me I ended up talking to a little bit. And uh, we mentioned the podcast, so if you guys are listening, shout out to you. Guys, hope you loved the yeah. show as well. Um, but it was really fun, and then it was it was funny because before the show, they had monitors on stage, like little TVs, okay. and they were showing like music videos and stuff. Well, right before the show started, they showed Rigi Rogio. Mm-hmm. The whole room was singing along, and I felt like I had been training my whole life for this moment. <laughs> Because I listen to that at least once a week still. And everybody, like, it was just wild because everybody was, like, saying the words. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. It was fucking, it because it's so niche. Like, so the opening act is, like, the dude that helped produce her album who also has an album out. Okay. And he, like, plays songs on a keyboard and everybody sings along. And it was, like, The Little Mermaid and, and... you know, some other song or whatever, like just don't, random things. Don't bring up Disney movies because we're not. I know, have that but listen, on here. <laughs> I'm not. But I'm just saying, like that's not uncommon right. for a bunch of people to know that. Yeah. This though, right? Like it was just wild. It was so wild. So then after the encore, the screens came back on, and then not long before she came back, Kitty Girl came on and it was the same thing people were like living it was so good i don't think i know any of the words to the kitty girl oh i know all the words i know i know you do but to both things <laughs> both things so i know all of the words to read you wrote you until roxy's verse because i normally stop it everybody started to laugh when she, when, when her it got verse to came, yeah. that's so sad <laughs> Just, I mean, it's infamous, like so it's just cackling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even that was just like, my heart was so full on that day. Like, it was just like, we all know what this is. Like, we're all in on it right now. Yeah, I imagine that some husband got dragged to this oh, unknowingly, yeah, and they're like, like, what, what is going fuck? on? <laughs> so, even just like, so I showed, I went on this Twitter thread spree. When I showed my cousin's drag race. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because it was very much that feeling of like, I love this thing and I'm going to show, show it you. to you. Yeah. So they're watching it and I'm like looking at them. 
watching waiting it for responses because like, you're like oh there's... do you know what's going on because there's so many things in drag race that are self-referential mm-hmm. and i'm just like man you guys are really you're getting into it right now like dude, yeah you don't even know like <sighs> but then i'm just like trying to let them watch it and and digest it how many yeah. need to you know and just letting them ask questions you know so it was like the complete opposite thing but i was like roping them in which was so yeah. much fun <laughs> just like bringing them in i was like oh well right here they're they're referencing a thing that happened on another season but just like kind of leaving just leaving it at that and they're like oh okay okay mm-hmm. so jesse who's 17 was she's fully invested like oh, she's, she's gonna watch the rest of the she's season. so into it like she loved it she didn't want to leave because she was like i'd rather finish this the season, you know what I mean? Right. She's like, I want to watch. I was like, well, the season's not over yet anyway. Like, there's only so many episodes after this. Yeah, we're close. Right. Um, Sam, her sister, who's 21, liked it. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I don't like how catty they are. And I was like, well, that's not. Good thing you didn't show them season two. We didn't even watch <laughs> Untucked is the thing. Because Josh was like, don't show them Untucked right now. Like, it's already a lot. Let them watch yeah. the a couple episodes and then you guys can go back and watch Untucked. Yeah. And the show does a good job that if you're not going to watch Untucked, it's like filling in. The whole thing. Yeah. Like enough so that you understand why they're still fighting from the day before. Possibly. Because I feel like they did not do that on earlier seasons. But they didn't. Yet, they didn't at yeah. all. They didn't acknowledge that Untucked was even a thing on earlier seasons. They would splice in scenes from Untucked. And you're like, where are they? What exactly. Is going on? Like yeah. they didn't, they didn't explain it at all. <laughs> right. So this was actually not a terrible way to like introduce them to it. Um, it was just interesting the questions that they asked and like their own perceptions of it. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see. I don't know how else to put this. I'm just going to put it in a way that is simple and everyone will understand it. It's interesting to see how their generation is woke in a way that maybe like I I wouldn't have thought of things maybe right off the bat right. or especially at their age you know what well, i mean well i also like when she said that they were catty i'm like wow this season's not even that bad but we grew up on like flavor of love exactly. where people were spitting on each other exactly right? so so like we're like this is so tame and then they're like this is still too much that's yeah, funny she, she i would was never just have like, thought that it's not she was like i she's like i like it but like i don't love that i don't love that and i was right. like well if you stick with it a little bit more and you get to know them and they're relationships deepen as the season goes on it's it's not just that and you have to tell them like everyone's friends almost everyone and that's what i said i was like there's so much community amongst them like they go on after this and like work together for a long time and so on and so forth i was like so if you like go on social media they're always like adding each other so on and so forth like even the biggest villains are still exactly with the exception of few Mm, exactly yeah so Another thing being, we were talking about what trade means, and we had a really good discussion in the Facebook group about yes. it, but I was, like, explaining it to them as best as I could, and they both were like, that's fucking awful. <laughs> like, why would you say that to anybody? And I was like, all why right, would you, guys, you say that to that anybody? <laughs> well, because me and Josh have had many right. conversations, and you and I have even talked about right. it, like, going, what the fuck? But they immediately, like, it was not even... They were not playing. I explained it without even getting into what I thought about it. And they were like, what? That's terrible. And I was like, listen, 
it's a whole thing when they use it this is probably what they mean just so you know just so you know but they had a great time i know jessica's gonna want to watch more of it i don't know if sam will but either way either way you expose them to something new which is fun and exciting what's really funny the best part of all of it and i promise i'll stop talking the best part of all of it is that i'm your boss or no no but that was really funny we all started randomly throughout the day after the first episode. Vanjie, miss. Because <laughs> you guys started Vangie. from episode one of this season, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of them would be in another room and start it, and then it would just like ripple throughout my household. And Josh was sitting at his computer at one point and turns to me and is like, What did you turn this room into right now? Bye. <laughs> I vangied in public for the first time. I got myself, I went to 7-Eleven and I got myself a double gulp and I got my brother a double yes, gulp. Yes, go on. And I was, I had like double fisting, double, like, and I say double gulp, I don't mean like, <laughs> like the regular size one. Like I had two, like, two, yeah, buckets of soda, yeah, backing out the door. I'm like, Miss Vangie, Miss Vangie. And of course, like the guys behind the counter just like had no fucking clue what I was up to. So, you know, things happen. It's no big deal. It's fine. Uh... We launched a Patreon in our last episode. You fucking guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, anyone who's already supported. If you were interested in supporting, maybe do it before June 1st. That's when the first payment will hit. And that is when we will get all of our shit together. Everything, anyone who's subscribed or done the Patreon before June 1st, we will will ship your stuff. stuff Before the end of June. Right. For sure. We're going to get it out to you ASAP. Um, There's lots of goodies over there. If you want to see the really bad picture of me from Ben de la Creme, it is there for your it's consumption. It's not that bad. Only need to do one dollar a month. Listen, I'm trying to sell something I here, know, Tiffany. I'm, just I'm trying. You know. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I, I know how people feel about the picture, but I know how I feel about the picture, and that's and that's, that's the end of it. Yeah, it's that's safeguarded. Like, yeah, that's why there's money. You get to pay to see it because I just don't. I don't embarrass myself for free on purpose. You know. Fair anyway, enough. check that out. The link is in the description below with all of our social media and all of that. And then let's just read a couple reviews and then jump into the episode. Tiffany, what do you got? Okay. So we got a few new reviews, which is wonderful. The one that I'm going to read is called And It Does from Cheryl's Red Lipstick, which I'm assuming is a reference to Riverdale. I've watched some of the first season, but not all of it. But I I see you and I see your reference. It's not page seven. It's not page seven. I'm just saying. So the review says, Tom and Tiffany do a great job recapping the latest episodes. I listened to a few different pods for RPDR and this one staying on the list. Tom clearly has a love of all things drag and goes deep when it comes to looks. And Tiffany has a nice level-headed approach to conflicts within the show. A lovely addition to the wide world of drag race. Thank you, Cheryl's Red Lipstick. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Appreciate you. If we know you from the things, just let us know who you are so we can like thank you. Show yourself. Yeah, please. I am assuming that we do know you because the one time I didn't know someone, it was... Uh, it was someone I knew and I I felt shitty, but I, I don't want to do that again. So I can't please, keep track know. of things sometimes. Listen, I don't have either. a job, so I'm keeping track of all of this. There's a spreadsheet. You're just that I, a person. It's I, okay to not know everything. I have to know everything. You don't. Okay, so mine is a great podcast with two exclamation points. And this comes from Nicole LBW22. And I know Nicole. You know Nicole? I know Nicole. Yes. So Tom and Tiffany offer a great perspective on the RPDR universe. This podcast is refreshing and a great listen. Love both of them and the community they have created 
Thank you, Nicole. We love you, Nicole. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Thank you for reviewing us. If you haven't already, listen, I'm not that choir that I sent you like weeks ago. If you haven't already, please review us on iTunes. We would appreciate it greatly. Please leave us five stars. And if you're not going to be nice, then just leave your one star and be on your merry way. If you're not going to be nice, send us an email. <laughs> Make it personal. Yeah, just add, just come for us. No, please don't. I don't. I don't have the mental capacity for that. If you saw my own Twitter page yesterday, you would know that I do not have the mental we capacity. We are fragile. <laughs> fragile. But here we are. We're gonna read, read all of these queens for. Well, no, we're not that mean, but here we go. So let's start a recap of RuPaul's Drag Race, season ten, episode ten, social media kings into queens. So this is after mm, no one's elimination. Non-elimination. <laughs> uh, so some of the queens are a little bit better that there are still five queens, and Aquaria is one of them. I mean, it's that part of the song where everyone would do a split. Wow. <laughs> Aquaria, of course, wants to take everything straight to negativity. You seem really upset about it. I guess I am. I don't know. I just, I've never liked in past seasons when they've kept two people, and especially putting my effort in yesterday. I wish that we could keep rolling along with the competition. I just think the that how we've been throughout the whole competition should have some sort. I mean, girl, I'm so lost. I know. I've been kicking ass all f- competition, and I'm mad that I can't go into the top five now because there's people that who've was- been no shade, but people who've been skating by. So who do you think should have went home? I know that she's talking about me. I find that funny because I won last week's challenge, but to my knowledge, Cracker hasn't won, so I don't need to sit on this couch and defend myself. I just, until the last two episodes, Girl, I'm no sorry, shame, but that but... is so narcissistic for you to correlate them two staying with you being further away from the crown. And it's so irritating to me that you turned it into something about you when this has nothing to do with you. It's just ridiculous. A bitch can't even get a second chance around her for some salty asshole trying to make it about her. And then on top of that, I'm not done. And then on top of that, if you do think that, bitch, have the decency to keep that to yourself. I mean, I've skated by the last. According like, to Aquaria, you have skated by. I've heard that from a lot of girls in this competition. Like who? So who? Say names. Don't say a lot of girls. I know that I'm not the only person who's said that. I don't want to bring other girls into it, but y'all can rewind the tapes. Cameron's been playing an extremely safe game. Well, regardless, me and Cameron are both extremely happy to be here. And I'm, I'm happy, happy to be and here. I'm happy, I'm happy for y'all to be here, too, unlike other people. My only thing to you is, like, let's say that this was, like, Miss Continental, and your top two both, like, turned it out. Somebody still has to win. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I can see from Aquarius side. Part of it is, you know, you only have that one lucky save a season if there Says is who? one. I feel like your perception of drag is limited to what you have seen on Drag Race. I don't think that's true at all. Who says there's only one magic double save? Like, they could do that again. I'm just frustrated that I might not have that type of mercy in the future. Aquarius, you're doing a great job up until this point. Keep on doing that, and then you won't have to worry about lip syncing for yourself. Just keep on doing you, and we're all gonna keep on doing us, and I'll keep on not winning challenges, and Asia's gonna keep on winning Girl, I'm gonna be the first winner of RuPaul's Drag to never win a challenge. I'll be like, bam. <laughs> anyway, let's go, D-Drag. Bitch, y'all gonna be over when two Tennessee bitches are in top three. <laughs> Girl, 
I will fight tooth and nail before I let the top three be all from New York. Team Tennessee will fight to the bitter end. I do think that it's time for either Aquaria or Cracker to be in the bottom two. Ron's standing one of y'all asses home. Okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a statement, guys. Are make you ready? A statement. If Asia doesn't win, some shit's gonna go down. And That's how I feel too. I swear I, to God. I swear <laughs> to fucking God. Because yes. everyone else is too controversial to win. Eureka has some shit going on that's happened outside the show since the show has started. And since the finale is recorded later on, because it always is, there is time to make a decision that doesn't involve Eureka winning. Ms. Cracker hasn't won anything until now. Although she's a strong fan favorite, I don't think she has a chance at winning. It doesn't matter. No one wants Cameron to win but me. And <laughs> Josh. Josh wants Cameron to win. When I told him that Cameron's coming in November, because remember, I figured that out. Oh, was he going to come? Yeah. Yeah, I told you about it, but I never told Josh. Josh is like, I want to go. I love her. And when we were rewatching from the beginning, he was like, I really want her to win. I want her to win so bad. He's like very pro, but she's not going to win. No, 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 no. Guys, I'm not delusional, but I am going to argue for her this whole episode. So I apologize in advance if Cameron's not your favorite. You can judge me and that is fine. But I'm just setting, I'm just putting it all out. Yeah, I'm just putting it out here. If you're not a Cameron fan, I know you're going to disagree with me the whole time. And that's fine. You don't have to at me. I know my opinions on this are unpopular. I got it. So just keep it to yourself. Tom is. say what I say. When I came in to sit down today and put on my headphones, I was like, (laughs) I'm on one. And I'm pretty sure Tom's on one too. So, and if you don't know exactly what that means by the end of this episode, you're gonna you're gonna learn exactly what that means. Listen, if if you follow us on Twitter, I was bitching about having to watch it again. It took me three hours to take notes because I had to take breaks because I knew how it ended, and it still fucking pissed me off. And the thing is, guys. Monet and Cameron are my favorites. So for the fact that my favorites then had to lip sync against each other. And then I thought, well, who is my favorite? <laughs> like, who am I picking out of these two? And I was watching and I was like, I'm going to be devastated no matter who goes home. And this is not fun for me at all. The worst part about it all, it's a great lip sync. And I love that song. So I'm like pissed that it happened. But anyway, moving on. Sorry. For now. <laughs> yeah. We're just, we'll come back to it. And the reason Aquaria can't win is just because she's a little too young and not quite there yet. So I made my argument. I think Asia's going to win. I think Asia should win. That's my argument for Asia. If you listen to that, she's the adult in the room. She makes the most sense. She's ready. <sighs> yeah. She, yeah. She's I think ready. she's just, she's just the one. It just is what it is. So anyway, discussing a double Shantae, I think this could be really frustrating. I mean, I, I've never had it. I can understand in your head, like where you're going. I fully know where yeah, Aquarius yeah. coming from. And many times when there is a double Shantae, many contestants express what Aquaria expressed. The difference being those contestants express it in a talking head, not in front of the other girls, which was what Asia ultimately said. The part that made me roll my eyes the most is that Aquaria thought that a double Shantae should be afforded to her. Like, it should be for right. her She's to like, stay. And <laughs> I knew what she was saying yeah, was just, like, if it ever comes down to it and I my neck is on the line, like, that's not going to be an option. That and is, that is correct, though. Right. They're not going to do a double Shantae this far into the fucking competition again. Right. She's not being unrealistic, but like... Asia called it what it is, too. Like, you fucking narcissist. Like, calm your shit down. And I would have had, like, like, things aside, it was a fun lip sync to watch. So it's not surprising that they did a double Shantae. Like, my opinions on it aside, I can see, like, objectively why it was a double mm-hmm. Shantae. But it's, like, it's, I don't know. I just, it's just, like, it was a great lip sync. 
you often we often don't know how the lip sync is gonna go for all like we should have had a really great lip sync with Monique and the Vixen but look how that turned out so they don't know what's gonna no, happen when the Queen's lip sync it's not like they yeah. plan it I right. think that they plan it I'll explain how I think that they actually do come down to planning it once we get into like how it's it for many episodes VH1 bot well there's that and like I think that they structure the challenges to have extra people available for things so like in this case. The they had an extra makeovers. social media person. But to say, technically, they could have done this double chante with Dusty and Monet, which I probably would have rather seen. They could have. Yeah, they could have. But do you know what I mean? So, like, in case if it affects other challenges, they have, like, alternates and extra people and Right. So, like, the script has an extra in. person. Yeah, right. like, things like so that. So, like, how there ended up being two hetero males, straight males, getting made over. Like, clearly, there would have only been one. Right, and if that would have been the people. outlier, just yes. like there was one because black person. Because that would have been a fucking right. storyline, yeah. as opposed to having two of them, which I think was fine. Like, it was still entertaining. Like, they clearly led with Chester mm-hmm. and his transformation. But anyway, continuing yeah. on, Asia just fucking nailed it she and really was perfect. Does. She had to put her drink down to continue to make her point. She laid it flat the fuck out. And I was living for it. I laughed so hard the first time. And this morning when she was doing it again, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Aisha, I can't yeah. even. <laughs> she, she was doing it. So I want to talk about one thing. And we're going to take a short break after I discuss this. Our first oh. short break ever. Uh, <laughs> so I can see the argument of a queen wanting Eureka to go home. She has now been on the show for 15 episodes. Yeah. She's been on for a lot. She's already been saved from elimination one time this season. And now she's like saved again in a double. Like the argument could have been like, okay, Yukika, we already you already fucked up once. It's your turn to right. go. Right. So you know? why do you get to also on top of that get the double Shante? Right. So it, I can see where they're coming from. If it oh, absolutely. If it was two people that have never ever in their life like lip synced and they did a double Shante, I'd be like, well, you know, it was their first time fucking up. But yeah, like, this let's was do technically Yurika's second time. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Fuck that. Oh, that makes me mad. And I liked that Aquaria was like, well, some people have been skating by. And I don't think she was talking about Cameron. I think that I could see why Cameron felt like it was directed towards her. And it fit for them to include that talking head, Mm -hmm. given what happens later in the episode. But I'm pretty sure Aquaria is talking about Cracker. And I'm pretty sure her reticence to, like, mention that is because they've already had that whole beef between them. So why would she bring it up again? You know what I mean? But, like, it makes the most sense that Aquaria was already talking about Cracker because Cracker ain't one shit until later. So, just Uh, saying. So, let's take a short break. We'll be right back after these messages. (laughs) This episode of It Bears Repeating is sponsored by our lovely Patreon fairy berries who have subscribed any amount of money. So, the first shout out goes to Arturo Estev. I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher so many names. Stacy Miller. Chad Sterrell. Matt Southern. Will Holston. Scott Lusk. Cassie DJ. Molly Harrington, my soul sister. And Jordan Rees. Thank you all ever so much. Thank you so much for subscribing. I'm sorry, for donating to our Patreon. I don't even know what to call it. But if you haven't already, check out our Patreon if you would like to be shouted out in a future episode. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. So we handled that much like adults do whenever oh, they're sure. talking about stuff. I didn't break out into a fit of giggles after. Not at all. So after all that talking, yeah. everyone is dragging 
Mm-hmm. Monet talks about her titties. And we yeah. move right on into a new day in the workroom. It's a new day in the workroom and Aquaria in her flock of seagulls hairstyle. Oh my God. Which, by the way, kept going away and then coming back and then going away and then coming back because of how they edited the episode. You should have just made her flatten her hair to begin with. <laughs> right. Like, for continuity <laughs> reasons, you should have been like, if you're not going to keep that up like that all day, then you need to get rid just, of it. Right. Yeah. Because okay. it is very jarring for me. It is. And then it's just like, you know what happens later in the day and what did it. Right. Like, yeah, so like, it, Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. you guys. But anyway. So Aquaria does apologize. Looks awful similar to last week. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> if I may, I was, you know, this conversation so like mentally, emotionally, and physically draining. And top five is like, was a very goal for me. But my apologies for making y'all feel whatever way. To get to be the top six for another week is just as fun. I just realized that, you know, what I said, whether I think it's true, whether other people agree with me, I just wish I could have like expressed how I was feeling about that without hurting people's feelings. And Asia, thank you for checking me and putting me in line and, uh, Let's play today. Let's play today. So I think this apology is genuine. And I just think... Oh, 110%. She fucking knew. She was like, "Mm, well... And we've seen Aquarius' growth. Right. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Whatever. I think... I don't think she's smart enough to be conniving in the way to be like, oh, I better apologize. I think she was probably like, oh, I better apologize. Everyone doesn't fucking hate me. (laughs) Well, beyond that, I just think that this is the reason that uh, anyone who does ha- did not like Aquaria at the beginning has come around to her, if they do like her, because we've seen a lot of people who have changed their mind on her mm-hmm. from the beginning mm-hmm. until now. I mean, me, 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 included. me included. So I, I think it was wise for her to... She did the right thing. I think she did the right thing. I think she meant it, even though she can't speak, which is another argument against her for being a winner, because if you have to be a spokesperson for a brand and you can't talk, that's a problem. Anyway, moving on. Uh, So Rue comes in to announce the mini challenge, and it's to create a macho character for the fragrance called Drid. Which we ain't even going to get into. We yeah. had a very enlightening conversation on the Facebook group if you want to join in. Yeah, Dino, Dino we'll set us all it. straight. Dino really sure. did. Gave us the historical context. And I don't fucking like the whole concept of even calling anybody trade. But this mini challenge did make me laugh. Whether yeah. I'm a hypocrite or not, I'm not sure. But it was super funny to yeah. me. So I I have a little bit of notes for everyone. Like, okay, good. Cameron didn't have to do much. First of all, <laughs> they're starting to get in drag. And Aquarius says, I'm going to look like Mario. And it's very quick. Yeah. And clearly she's talking about my Mario, which is Nintendo Mario. So I thought that was pretty fucking funny. It's a me. A Mario. <laughs> it's a me. Aquaria. So... <laughs> Cameron, I'm sorry. I was not buying it, Gia. Like, you're not. I can't. I mean, I get it. Well, you've also been watching these people be themselves for okay, 10 weeks. But I can be make an argument for a couple of them. Cameron, I couldn't. I was like, mm. And then even when she went to walk off and RuPaul was like, oh, we can chop some wood sometime. And he said, that's doable. And RuPaul was like, what? I thought it, was it doable? <laughs> I thought it was like, that could be arranged or something. No, he said that's doable. Uh, 
<laughs> I was dying. So Aquaria made a mistake right away with putting eyeshadow on. I was just like, what are you doing? That little cigarette mustache <laughs> or whatever so the confused. fuck that was. Yeah, no, no. Uh, my favorite part of this whole challenge is Monet's inability to be masculine at all. It made with me so happy. Yeah, the I am the same. Rika's is so funny. She was truly immersed. In this stereotype of a person, which I have seen in my life. I love how the voice got lower and more indistinguishable of what she was saying. Like, <laughs> like, like this. Like this. Oh <laughs> my god. I it's weird. I can't deepen my voice unless it's southern. Like I can't do well, it like I gotta talk like this when I talk low and I call him Sam's. <laughs> you sound southern British. Southern British. You just don't even need to do it, my friend. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, like, like I said, not butching it up for anyone. One, Fully failing. One time my cousin literally told me, he was like, my voice isn't this deep. I like fake it. I'm like, I'm not straight, so why bother? <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting on a show for anyone. Absolutely fucking um, not. Cracker looks like the kid who told on everyone in high school. Um, He looks like... The worst kind of person that I knew from my eyes. Yeah, but like, right. It's just like the worst person from like, like someone you're just yeah. trying to avoid. It was not a good look. And oh my God, Asia. Oh, honey. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay, honey. Oh. Huh? Oh. Honey. He convinced me. And Josh was like, he is so clearly gay. He was like, he is so very gay. And I said, yeah, I guess. I was like, but I'm, I'm buying what he's selling. I'm. I'm signed up. I will take one of everything. I mean, he did that lip thing. I was like, I need to take a break. Yeah, I, I need am, to take I, a second. I don't know if you guys heard my thwart, but I had to open my fan. <laughs> I am. He's, he's so yeah. attractive. Oh. He, I mean, he's just beautiful. Yeah, his skin is it, perfect. But what then the he fuck? was like trying to sell you something. And I don't care how it was supposed to come off because I was on board. I was like, Ugh. I don't care what this is supposed to be. And I was like, can we have like a bonus 20 minutes of Asia just talking? Just I talking can't. to me? <laughs> My God. Ooh. Sorry. And I think, okay, I think Asia's all equally attractive when she's done playing, but something about Always. this. Something about this. No, no. It low. was very, Ooh. yeah. It just was like, the intent and was his, there. Like, oh, and his shirt was. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no. It was that okay. lip thing. <laughs> Ooh. Soon as Rue said, "Do it like LL Cool J," I, I like was this like, was the first time we queened out about anything like this." We're usually pretty good. Yeah, okay. try to keep I it. was counting on you also feeling strongly about okay. it. To be honest. So anyway, Rue announces the main challenge and invites out our YouTube celebrities, and <laughs> uh, Eureka wins the opportunity to assign the social media stars to the queens. So, do you have the list? I have. I the do. List. Okay, go ahead. So, Tyler Oakley is paired with Monet. Oh, before you get into any more, Eureka says in a talking head that she decided to be strategic in her pairings. Apparently. Yeah. She decides to be a slightly racist. Fucking racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible. A so lot anyway, racist. Real racist. Yeah. So, Chester C. is paired up with Miss Cracker. Kingsley is with Aquaria. Raymond Braun, which I think is his last name. I wasn't sure if it was Braun or Brown, but either way. I think it's, it's B-R-A-U-N. So okay, Braun. So he's with Asia. Anthony Padilla is with Cameron. And Frankie Grande ends up with Eureka. Yep. That happens. I don't know who any of these people really are. I only know who Tyler Oakley is. I've TBH. heard of him. Mm-hmm. 
but I like have no familiarity with the rest of these people um, whatsoever. Kingsley used to do what Raja does now. For she used to do like the end of show, like on the internet recap. Oh, okay. I don't know what season it was, but I've definitely seen the ones with Kingsley, which is, well, when we get to it later, which I was very confused about the performance of like Kingsley himself oh. later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. because I feel like if you recap it, it's like something you're real comfortable with. And then we find out that like, not at all. Not really. <laughs> not at all. Sure. Um, so because I'm not a huge fan of this episode, I feel like I'm going to like tear through the rest of this. So just slow me yeah, down whenever you need to. So Asia hits it off really well with Raymond. Um, Raymond is uh, there's four gay men and two straight men yes yes is that the math um so they get the ball rolling really quickly there's energy matching energy so um asia has them walk through go through like asia's drag to see like what like what he's attracted to he picks out this vest jacket thing that fucking extravagant looking jacket guys i have a really unpopular opinion i don't like it but i i what happens with it's it? It's a choice. I, yeah, I get, I understand. Whenever it's all said and done, I really appreciate what happens, but I don't, I don't care for this because it just looks like things sewed together that are sparkly that don't really. Sure. Okay. Anyway, moving You're not on. not fully wrong. Uh, so. But when you see Raymond put this jacket on and walk in it, oh you, my it's God, like transformation. Yeah. So is next we see Chester and Cracker? I have Monet and, I have Monet with Tyler okay. first. So uh, Monet Monet is really excited to work with Tyler. I would argue that Tyler is probably the most popular one we've got from this group. The one, at least one that I know not seeking out these kind of people. Okay. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like Tyler Oakley kind of, he has a book out. He kind of has transcended YouTube celebrity and he makes his way. He makes his rounds. He was clearly on The Amazing Race. Like I'm sure that was like some kind of pseudo celebrity season. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they have really good energy and they come up with the name Short Change, which I thought was so cute. I loved that fucking precious i liked their energy together a lot um so while monet and tyler are talking asia tells raymond that like monet has some has had some struggles throughout the season where she's a great queen but she doesn't deliver on her yeah so then a cracker starts talking with chester and we learn that chester is straight and then (laughs) (laughs) uh, they briefly discuss tucking and Chester looks less than thrilled about tucking. I can't imagine if can't he, imagine why. Well, if you're not if you're not really familiar with it, and then you hear like duct tapes involved, you're like, ooh, wait, what? <laughs> like, putting, I enjoyed that. Uh, putting that cracker was like, oh, I'm accepting of your lifestyle. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're heterosexual. <laughs> yes. I was like, just like, oh, okay. Very clinical. I um, loved it. But I like. I like that Cracker. He, he's like, I'm going to promise to teach him all the amazing things about drag exactly. and what makes it wonderful. Cracker, it, I think it paid for Cracker to be more cerebral in this challenge because it provided more context. Yeah. And that's something that Chester really needed as someone who's... Doesn't know. Maybe further but, removed yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. So. I, I have found out what bugs me about Cracker in this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the cadence of his speech. And the way he talks at me in a talking head, it's even if he's saying something good, it sounds like he is, I don't know, like lecturing me in something, which I don't oh, appreciate. Okay. I don't know if, I think some people understand. I, I originally thought it was something he only did whenever like he was coming for someone. No, he does it all he the does time. he does it even whenever. I, th- it, I, I think it literally you know. is him choosing his words. Yeah. He's not just like talking naturally. He's measuring and deliberately saying things 
for that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like I'm thinking of all the words that are coming out of my mouth right, right now. I, I did want to, I don't know when to mention it, so I'll mention it now. Sure. Um, also speaking to Cracker's credit as far as how she handled this challenge, Chester and Cracker are like real life BFFs now. Oh, that's and cute. finally, because the episode aired, Cracker and Chester were able to put up pictures of themselves from over the last year. Cracker went and saw him in like a stage production of whatever he was doing. I think it was like an off-Broadway thing or some play or whatever. Either way, Cracker like showed up and like was supporting him and their best good friends and it was like so cute. It is really love- cute. <laughs> I love that. Uh Next up, Eureka starts talking with Frankie. And he um, explains who he is and why he matters, I guess. <laughs> I mean, why not? I, okay. <laughs> I felt like I was really harsh last week when I started talking about this. I feel better about this now that the episode has happened. I feel less animosity towards these people uh, because they did come into a space and they were very open with the process right. if they weren't, if they were not someone who was a fan of the show. They, they really did it. I think uh, the straight guys actually both really turned it out I oh my even, god yeah. yeah so uh i'm not i'm not saying that i still don't understand the appeal but i i appreciate i appreciate them coming into our space and being open about it i guess is what i'm trying to say because i was really nervous that it was going to be six gay people and was like and i felt like uh with chester and anthony we got the opportunity to like a balance yeah. to it okay so um yeah Cracker would like nailed it on the head whenever he said that like Frankie is already in drag and that's why Eureka picked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a thought that I didn't finish and I don't remember it, so I'm gonna move on. So Cameron starts awkwardly talking with Anthony, but typical, <laughs> like that is not out of character no. at all. Um, I <laughs> this part of the episode really resonated with me when Cameron finds out that Anthony's straight and that you can like the wall went like right up like Cameron was like we're done talking like that was basically and I have so been there because you're not really thinking about it and like I think Cameron was like oh these people were brought in I'm just she assumed something which Mm -hmm. is wrong for her to do and like in the grand scheme of things you shouldn't assume anyone's sexuality because it really doesn't matter unless you are trying to flirt or like be with that person you know Uh, I've been there. Like, I know what it's like to, like, learn that someone's straight. And then you feel like you instantly have to, like, tone everything down and you can't do, like, the things that you would normally do. Um, It's not something I really struggle with anymore because I don't care. Which is good. Yeah. But um, I can definitely see – I could see that being a struggle for a lot of, like, young gay people who are in situations where um, you can only be – you can only be, like, flamboyant in certain situations. And, like, you're in a space where you think is safe and, like, there's a straight man there. And you, like – you were like, whoa, Getting wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I can totally get that. So Aquaria then reassures Kingsley. I like this part. Um, she reassures Kingsley that she's confident and she'll be able to follow through on this challenge. Basically saying, but not saying, like, I'm going to be able to do your makeup and it's going to be fine. Like, I because do other people's I am a, makeup all the time. Because even though we're not, like, directly covering Untucked, that was something that he was worried about. Actively. For sure. Yeah. And I can't. I can't even imagine when it's later brought up out and out. I think it, it happens in Untucked. Yeah. Like, oh, I tried to make it difficult for her because you're black. Like, the whole thing. How, is, can you imagine how that must have felt for him? Right. Yeah. Because it's just like. That it, fucking upset me. It upset me when she first said, like, well, I'm going to give her Kingsley and, like, really try yeah. to fuck her up. Because it's like, why would you. Say that. To Kingsley. Like, like whatever. why would you. Why would you why say that? Why are you thinking of it that way right. in the first place? The, 
the thing that is, is so fucking problematic. And then you had the audacity to say it out loud. And not only that, more than once. And then to the person that you're talking about. Fuck you, Eureka. Like, I'm fucking done with her. I, sh- I think everything about her is fucking cleverly cultivated. And she just self-produces the shit out of her. And this whole moment with her and her motivation this episode just, like, nailed it down for me. You know what I mean? Like, I was already low-key starting to think that way. Because of, like, little cracks that you've seen in her veneer this whole entire time. Different little small moments. But then this, this, I was like, okay, Eureka, you truly are that fucking girl. That's what you fucking think. Like, suck a dick. Not an, just, fuck you. Oh my god. the walk around starts. So so Rue enters the workroom and Rue is This is the best fucking walk around I've ever seen. Oh, Rue has the energy of a five-year-old on her birthday. Like, that is like what, that is what Rue is giving us. She's looking at everybody's butt. She's living her life. She's dancing. She's yelling. I think Rue is like, oh, we're bringing in some like young people that aren't playing the game. Like, I think Rue is like, I could have some fun. I'm only going to be with you for a day. And then I'm going to be like, bye. Be on your merry way. Uh, So the first up is going to be Ms. Cracker. And I don't know why I scrolled so far. You're fine. They chat and he's worried about walking in heels and Rue gives some really amazing advice. And and basically ends up saying, like, feel your fucking oats. For sure. Live the fantasy. Another thing that happens during this discussion is, like, Cracker starts breaking through with Rue, like, while they're talking. Right. She's like, I'm very calculated. I'm constantly... I have a clip. Oh, do it. You're looking at a person that has a reserve to them and a little trouble opening up. I know you do, but what about him? I think that there's, we have a similar vibe. I'm the same way. Why do you think that is? I want to do everything perfect and the wheels are always turning. I think that you are on the outside looking at yourself, making sure that people see you the way that you're comfortable with them seeing you. Right. And you've got to let that go. I saw Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway Uh and uh, Ben Platt who plays Dear, he gave everything you could see spit coming out and he was there were tears and he gave everything he had drag allows you to be that free you'll learn who you are you'll see the other side of chester Ooh, I, that's your book title I, the, the other side of chester? Later. Yeah, i like uh-huh. it the back cover is your butt <laughs> yeah Yo, the front cover is that ass. <laughs> all right so moving on <laughs> uh then we move on to monet and rue comments on tyler's ass because tyler is what thick <laughs> and uh rue teaches tyler how to properly say short change so short change short change short change short change and monet ramas prom monet promises rue big hair on the runway this week right sure does that was kind of the, the extent of it and i think rue again reminds monet that she hasn't won a challenge yet uh, which I think we all need to just come to the conclusion that Monet is well aware that she doesn't want to she challenge. Knows. We don't need to Thanks. keep. Thank you. Yeah. We know. She knows. The thing that stood out to me about this conversation was they clearly had Monet and Tyler fake talking. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's so. Up. Because they like, would have been, you would have been able to hear them talking. I know. They're not, there is nothing coming out of their mouths. It's just, just let them be waiting for Rue. Who cares? <laughs> right. Of course, they're going to be just watching Rue and waiting for her yeah. to walk over. That's the whole point of this. That's fine. <laughs> just like, let it go. Right. So awkward. Sarge, 
fix it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Uh, so then Cameron. Oh, I have a whole thing about. I this. know. I um, know you do. <laughs> get into it. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's actually about the top six as a whole. But first, let's just talk about Cameron's run through. So. You can see Rue is really worried that Cameron and Kelly aren't clicking. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell. Like, you can see that Rue sees it, and she's like, this is not this is not where it needs to be. And Rue tries to entice it out of her without saying it point blank. And I don't think it worked. Well, They're... I love that the question she asks is, are you in a coma? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rue, continue to be on one, explains to Kelly or Anthony what it's like when you get into drag. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're both a little reserved. We're kind of like the same personality type. I want you to be prepared for what's going to happen once you get into drag, okay. okay? It is so liberating. You get to do all the things you ever wanted to do with none of the repercussions, uh, except for maybe some STDs. <laughs> <laughs> Those are easily rectified. Oh, God, did I just say rectified? <laughs> when men get into drag, it's like getting boozed up. You never know if you're going to be a fun drunk, <laughs> a mean drunk. Sometimes they become coy, or sometimes they become Hi. <laughs> now, have you chosen a drag name for Anthony? You know, we were trying to think of a K or a C name, and I was having trouble. Do you have any ideas for a drag name? Kelly, because it also starts with a K, and it's androgynous. Kelly Michaels. I like that. Yeah. She's the kind of girl in high school you'd absolutely hate. Yeah. <laughs> Key that bitch's She car. sounds like a bitch. Are you going to the dance? Kelly Michaels. <laughs> That's an impression of me as my drag <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know why this is here in my notes, but I went off on like a whole, like, I have a whole blog post right here about things. I think Rue really actually likes Cameron quite a bit. And Rue is is frustrated that Cameron can't break free and be like silly and goofy. Because I think that's all, that's all Rue wants for Cameron to succeed. Like Rue's like, you just have to do this one thing for me and show me you can do this one thing. Like do it outside of a lip sync. That's like all Rue wants is from, for Cameron to... Like, just break out of this. But I also think beyond that... So I was trying to posit a theory as to why RuPaul was so hyped up on this episode. I think RuPaul got his dream top six out of this group of 14 girls. And I think that's why he's so excited to be here. And and they all bring something different, like a different part of RuPaul. So, like, Cameron's going to bring the glamorous aspect. Monet brings, like, the goofy side. Cracker brings, like, the wit. All of these different things, like... They're all, like, a part of RuPaul, and they're all a special part that, like, RuPaul holds dear to himself. They all kind of, like, are archetypes of RuPaul. Okay. Do you follow what I'm saying? I do. That Be- makes a lot of sense. And I think that, like, he... The because reason- she identifies with them in some way... It gives her a specific reason to be invested in them as well. Yeah, like, Rue was really excited about this season. Like, so excited. So excited to talk to the queens. He is not, like, we've covered this in past episodes. He's not belittling when he does these walkarounds. He's Mm -mm. excited to talk to all of them. He doesn't seem to be particularly frustrated or yelling at any of them. Like, his point's getting through. Like, he can see them hearing him. So it's just, it's just such a different, (laughs) just, like, such a different season. And I think, I don't know if RuPaul, like, maybe dipped his hand back in casting this season and like maybe took a seat back seat a couple seasons. I don't know. He just seems way more invested in this season than he has in past seasons. And I think it's because the people who are performing well are the people he expected and wanted to perform well, even if like we didn't all see what he saw at the beginning of the season. Right. I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's take a short break. 
This episode is brought to you by our lovely Fairyberry Patreons. Samantha Killingsworth. Jess Haley, or Holly. Jenny Martinez. <laughs> Taylor Dugan. Elise Bowes. Bowes? Bowes. I'm gonna commit. Robbie Roselle. Allison Tapp. Kara M. And our squirrel friend and yours, Nick Kachenov. All famous, fabulous superstars, each and every one. Yes. Thank you so much for donating to our Patreon. And if you want to be a Patreon donator, donor, whatever the word is. You can too. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) bye. All right. So next up was Asia. And Ray. And they're, I mean, more or less what I took from this is they have the same viewpoint on like overarching large things as far as why they're doing what they're doing like in each of their mediums everything i just said made some sense so basically ray's making content because he wants to foster a sense of community Mm -hmm. and asia is all about community and sisterhood yes amongst the queens and in drag so in that way they are very similar yeah i um I also like that Rue starts giving advice about drag, and he says, always wear a vinyl shoe. That, so that these are the things that yeah. I want to know. I would never wear a vinyl shoe, because I think they're just ugly. They are, but That's why Ben de la Creme was always in that I biscuit know. basket. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense now. It really does. Uh, so then we move over to Eureka, and Rue is wondering how Eureka is going to make Frankie uh, look related when there's such a size difference. And then this is really where I start to see the evil genius of Eureka. Well, just she's very smart, and I can really see it play out here. So Eureka throws back to her catchphrase, proportionizing, which is smart. And you're doing it in front of Ruth. So that's impressive. You're like bringing mm-hmm. things full circle. And then beyond that, it's like she's going to stick to all her trademarks. We're going to put a loaf on her head. We're going to do like classic 90s glam. Mm. What's it called? Pageant. Yes. So it's just very like Eureka. And that is what we know Eureka for, for being like, that's her signature. So it, it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you stick with what you know? Super duper. Yeah. And then Eureka gives us um, some insight as to how the pairings happened. Mm. Tell me this. What was your strategy for pairing up the girls? I paired them up with who I assume would be their demise. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer I wanted to hear, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just can't come close to that bottom again. I don't want to be there. I'm here to win. So I hope you enjoy your partners, ladies. Because I am loving mine. <laughs> I'm not trying to be shady. I'm trying to win. Well, I can't wait to see y'all out there. Make it happen. All right. All right. I mean, to be honest, Eureka is giving RuPaul what Ru asked for. Right. But... And I don't have a problem with that. No. I don't have a problem with being strategic. No. That's not what I'm complaining oh, about. Oh, I know. I know that's not you're not complaining about. It's but her like... fucking reasoning and how she executed that. Yeah. Fuck you. You're a shitty person. I don't care. Uh, so then we move on to Aquaria. Uh, my the highlight of this episode is the only verse I am is Versace. Girl, get it, please. And uh, I do have a clip for Kingsley sharing like his reservations on doing drag. But do you have anything else to say before I play that clip, or do nope. you want to discuss that once we're done? Go Kay. for it. Okay, done drag before? I have not. I'm surprised you haven't been tempted to do it before. No, I've been tempted. I guess maybe fear is the the word. What's the fear? I guess looking 
dumb. Dumb. Looking like not exuding the confidence. Like drag queens are some of the most confident and just fearless figures. It's a lot to live up to. You know, in our culture, men have this thing about being feminine and there's little hangups. And it's in all of us. Actually, when I started drag, I had to go through it with myself to go, oh my God, am I going too far? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death. Get in there and put some heels on. Okay. Put some false eyes <laughs> on. I know, I know, I know, I need help. Listen, bitch, this is your opportunity to work it. I am it. Hello, I'm gonna serve all of this right here. Show these bitches. All right? Thank you, Rose. All right. See ya. I mean, it's just the ongoing discussion of toxic masculinity and not wanting it to really make you is. full of yourself. Because it's just... Don't deprive yourself of joy because you're trying to live life by somebody else's rules. True. Like Fucking have everything. I, have it all. Right. Wear heels even if you're not in drag. Like, I, I, I really appreciate the way Aquaria dresses whenever she's not in drag. Mm -hmm. Because, like... Is very like she's in heels. She's, she's like very just wearing, fully herself. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. I like that she dresses. And that's a right. fucking yeah. great lesson for everybody. For sure. You know what I mean? I was saying to Kristen one episode. It was a few episodes ago, but I like we, we they panned across all of the queens just like RuPaul was talking to them, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This is the most femme cast we've ever had." And I, it's so true. And I love that they're all like. Monet was wearing that like, weird jumpsuit in the I one episode. I love that. And Cameron's always wearing a crop top with that like short shorts. I know exactly you know? that Monet thing yeah. that you're talking about too. It was whenever they did the reading challenge. Mm -hmm. She had like a pink and then Vixen dressed very femininely whenever she was in the workroom. And I just like really appreciate that we are getting to see that not even on Logo, but we're seeing it on VH1. VH fucking one. I'm all about that. Yeah. And that's partly why I wanted to show the, wanted to show RuPaul's Drag Race to my cousins too because Watching the show made me fully understand that I could literally do whatever I wanted. And yes, I understand that I have privilege that a lot of people don't. But even I, being raised that way that I was, did not fully understand that I could fucking do anything I wanted. Literally anything. And if there's any better example of it, of doing what you want, I'm not sure what it is. Because to me, drag is the ultimate <laughs> expression of that. Yeah. Literally, they're men in dresses throwing, like throwing kosh to the wind like yeah. come the fuck on it does not get any more punk badass free fucking whatever i'm all about that shit and i appreciated rue's message very 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 much so before rue leaves the workroom he announces a lip sync video which is non-event it doesn't even matter no nope, it doesn't matter the video doesn't matter i say that later the video doesn't matter yeah, it, I, I i'm so glad you agree that the video doesn't matter oh, i literally didn't even watch it on the like when i started taking notes i skipped it anytime Same. i watched it so yeah, it's like not, not even okay. worth it um then we spend a solid minute on frankie grande's drunk um, i felt like i died and flew out above my body and was like astral projected onto my ceiling. I was like, you're watching VH1 and they're talking about balls, girl. Because I was just like, what the fuck is this right now? And it just kept going. It kept going. And I don't mind balls. Like, testicles are fine. The fact but that the some fact cameraman that we just zoomed into his crotch. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I could not and then it was like finally reality broke and I returned into my corporeal form and I was just crack like I was cracking the fuck up I could not stop laughing this is truly the future it's happening we're here 
So the queens start to gather around while Tyler and Frankie learn to prance in their heels or like practice prancing in their heels. But Cracker takes a different approach. I feel like everyone is screaming and running around with their partners. There's a lot of excitement, but is there real connection? I'm having fun with Chester, but for people like Chester and I, fun is pretty subdued. So we're both trying to break out of it as much as we can. Let's just that, let's just walk. We should be doing? Cracker ain't playing no games. Sure isn't. And I just realized I'm hypocritical because Cracker self-producing doesn't annoy me in the way that Eureka's does. But I think that's only because Cracker is self-producing out of fear and trying to be perfect, whereas Eureka's just doing it to be cunning. And also she's a bad person. Because obviously we see in this clip, Cracker is like doing the thing again where she's like speaking very deliberately. Mm -hmm. But I And I was like annoyed by her during the episode at this point the first time i watched it because i was just like oh my god cracker like calm down but then i was like okay but i get it though because you're not like them it doesn't speak to you to cultivate closeness with your partner by kikiing and chester obviously is the same way because they're still friends outside of the show right like they cultivated a real friendship they just did it on their terms but it like on TV, it just read weird to me the first time. I was like, why are you all being weird? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then you see them have joy and like kid around and whatever. This is all just it about. It gets there. Yeah. It all, it's all personal preference, really. It I'm, really like, is. But like at first I was just like, what are you guys being weird but they're not they're just being themselves you mean like crack are you talking about who's being cracker weird? was okay like i thought you were talking about Chester. the people who were like no no like yeah. they were you know strutting their stuff and doing the damn thing dtdt but like cracker and chester were like off in the corner like you know I what i mean feel like they they weren't i'm saying my perception of so. it was definitely like not correct i will say for this being an episode where Cracker wins, it does not feature her in like a no. super great light. And like, not like it was, she was, it was, she was featured poorly, but it just, it felt like anytime she spoke, you were like, mm. what are you yeah, doing? Like what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think that's very true to Cracker's character also, yeah. just like who she's shown herself to be on the show. And I will say what really helped me better understand her as well. If you haven't been watching review with the Jew for whatever reason, Go back and watch the episode about Breast World because Cracker really explains what she was going through throughout the episode and also, like, fills in some context for things that you didn't see. But, like, my heart was truly with her as she was just laying it all out for us. I was, like, very stressed. Are you, you, having, like, a, are you having a Trixie Mattel moment? I could just... Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, my God. That fucking thing that got sent to us, I think... I've seen it everywhere now, but just, like, the comparisons between this season and... That actually really bugs me because it's saying that my favorite is just, much. like, Pearl. And I'm like, it is not. Uh, but it is, though. It's fucking similar. But it's, Cameron's not pissing Rue no, off. No, and uh, that's because yeah. Cameron is more kind. Be so she's, like, willing to show vulnerability up to a point where Pearl was not able to show any at all. So Tyler reveals that he had some body issues like coming into the show and that he had that whenever he was on the amazing race mm -hmm. and like, girl, do I feel that? And I think it's very that so always I, very that I mean, Tiffany and I have an ongoing conversation oh about God. it. Like it's a whole thing to do. Um, 
I like that it was brought up because I don't see Tyler even as a large person. So the no. fact that like he has body issues just says something about gay culture in general. Because it's just like anytime you like don't have a six pack, you're just like frantic. Like why the fuck do I look the way I do? Um, Unbelievable. Anyway, I feel that I really uh, enjoyed that, and I like that she was paired with Monet, who is like also no, thicker. No, yeah, yeah, like yeah. on the thicker end. Of the and spectrum. like Monet was like, "Girl, it's all like." The best part about being a drag queen is all body, body, body. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you're large, you got body. Like, Eureka has figure. Like, it's all great. Like, it's all great. You can do Absolutely. whatever you want. It yeah. literally Perfect. doesn't matter in this context. Um, And then Tyler throws a little shade at Eureka about her choices. And Monet's reaction, because I didn't record this because you can't. You have to see it. It's like Monet just starts voguing. And she's like, oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> the only thing that threw me this whole time. Okay, because this is mirror moments, technically. Yeah. Fucking Monet is doing Tyler's makeup and she's powdering his brows and they zoom way in on them. Did you notice no, that? No. Oh my god, I think it's so shady because I think it's like implying Foresha- that she's foreshadowing. Yeah. She's like not doing a fully great job because clearly she's glued his brows down and then she's like haphazardly kind of applying powder over them. But for the whole one piece of the conversation, they're just like zoomed in on the brow. Oh, oh, when she's gluing them down? Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who have never glued your brows down, that was excruciating to watch because what Monet <laughs> needed to do, Monet doesn't have to glue down her brows. So this is like, she's just doing this based off what she knows. And I'm oh. assuming that. And I, I'm I'm going to say this and I'm not, I don't mean anything by it, but I don't think Monet is the strongest makeup artist we have this season. So I'm just like throwing that out there. So then on top of like having to do something extra for her person, it's a big step. So when you glue someone, when you glue your brows down, you, you, you like squiggle the glue all the way through and then you comb them straight up and then you literally like take a spoon or something with a flat edge and you press as hard as you can and you do that a couple times until the, and then to set the glue you put on setting powder mm-hmm. and you set it and then you like glue then setting powder glue then setting powder it's a whole process if you're gonna go the way of glue it's a process it took me when I had it down to a science 45 minutes to glue my brows down before I could start doing anything else so like the fact that she even had like she did it is like good for you and then she had to draw on brows, which I, I can't imagine drawing brows on someone else. I can't really say anything, but like, that's rough. So now I get, it was I'm so glad I caught shady. up to what you were saying. It, it is really shady. It was so shady. I was like, oh my God, you guys. Okay. Anyway, so the best part of this episode is Ms. Cookie seeing herself for the first time. And then Cracker reacting before she spins her around. Yeah. She's like, now I'm excited. Now I'm having fun. Who's <laughs> like, yes, Cracker, yes. <laughs> Uh, Ms. Cookie is instantly uh, feeling her oats. And just the hair. She just kept going, oh, oh. And then fucking Eureka's like, she's fully having her Alyssa Edwards moment. My goodness. <laughs> it truly was that, too. It, there's no other way to describe oh, it. Oh, I was so happy It was her. so funny. And the fact that Cookie was doing that without, like, probably having ever seen Alyssa Edwards do that is <laughs> so Fully funny. living the fantasy just gave herself over yeah. to it. She's like, I am now a beautiful woman. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is my life now. Do you have anything before the runway? Um uh, No. Okay, let's take one last short break. Yeah. This episode of It Bears Repeating is supported by our lovely Patreon Fairy Berries, Brittany Roke. <laughs> Nadia. Caldarella, Jessica Graham, Luke, 
Susan Beard. Andy. <laughs> How did you end up getting the two just names? <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Warren. And last but never least, Cole Coker. Thank you for patronizing us. And let's just finish this episode up. Let's bring it to the runway. Bring it to the runway. Run, 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 runway. Bring it to the runway. Runway. Run, 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 runway. Rue looks like shit except for her <laughs> eye makeup, but then her brows are terrible. <laughs> what? That's it. There's nothing no, else to say. Because I stopped taking notes about Rue because I just think she's looked like shit this whole season. But <laughs> It's so... It's... <laughs> The only outfit I liked at all was when she looked like a club kid because she was sick. <laughs> no, also the diamonds and denim runway when she was all glittery. It was perfect. But I don't know what fucking fight Delta and Raven are having on her face. But they need to fucking <laughs> rashambo that shit out. Rock, paper, scissor. I don't know. I. They need to figure it out. Rue just needs more wigs. Or she needs to, like, utilize all the wigs she has because I know she has a shit ton of them. Girl. Anyway, the Vanjie moment. Was I have it. A, a fucking great. Well, so I need to know what cued up Rue to start I don't laughing. Know. Okay. I don't know, but okay. I'm here for it. Okay. Gentlemen. <laughs> don't do it, Miss Vanjie. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, all right. Gentlemen, start your engines and may this woman win. Angie. I think my favorite part is when Rue is backing up. She looks just as uncomfortable uh-huh. as Angie looked when she initially did uh-huh. it. It was um, perfect. I'm going to give her that. So the first down the runway is Asia O'Hara and America O'Hara. Okay, I'm going to be honest here. I actually thought this transformation was actually the weakest one on the runway. No, 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 no. Stay with me. Raymond slash America performed the shit out of it, and it was fabulous. But I thought her makeup looked garbage. It wasn't good. It was not good. And I thought her wig looked weird. And I... Agreed. Mm, But the jacket, it's the jacket. It's because she created a fucking whole jacket for her to wear. I follow why they did well, but I also think that Raymond, or America, looked real rough. It was hodgepodge, for sure. (laughs) And, And, uh... Yeah, I I think. But they sold it, and sold there was it. enough of a resemblance, I guess, to to let it squeak by. I yeah. think this episode is so fucking subjective. It is. It is agreed. So crazy subjective, which yeah. makes it so fucking hard. Maybe that's why I'm so upset about it. Because like I know I feel some kind of way, and I know that people agree with me, but I know that people don't agree with me. So it just it's... and it it's literally all comes down to preference. I swear to fucking yeah, God. it really does because... because nobody did so bad that it's just like no. clear cut no. shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Everyone performed. I agree. At least to a passable degree. Right. So that makes this even more difficult. Okay. Uh, Eureka and Eufrika. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> the outfits and the, the hair loafs didn't bother me that much. I mean, I thought the outfits were ugly, but I understood. Right, what was happening. So what was yeah. fine, and they were made well enough. But I really think Eufrika's fucking makeup was atrocious. Like, garbage. It, it was, was a... not fucking good. It was, like, not scaled down to her little raisin head. <laughs> no, it was, like, Eureka made the wing too thick, and then it goes into her hairline thick, where Eureka's comes to a point. I, I know exactly Do you what, know what you're, I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was not good at all. <laughs> the, the thing was, like, it's, like I'm, I'm, don't want to be too, like, I don't want to 
bring my feelings personally about Eureka. She really performed on the challenge. Frankie like stepped a pussy up and it was good. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was like they sold it. It was funny. It was fun to watch them on the runway. It was great. Um, I didn't like the outfits either. I thought they were hot garbage and I like a mesh sleeve, but why has it got to be puffy though? <laughs> and like, like the hair loaves, as many people as fought them, I agree with Trinity Taylor. It's like, that's her brand. So why so, wouldn't right, she do exactly. it? You know? Oh, I fully, I, I can't knock that because it's branding top to bottom. So. Okay. Let's talk about Aquaria. And Capricia. Um, First of all, Capricia corn. That's a terrible. Fuck off. <laughs> Capra, just Capricorn, Libra. Like a, I don't know. Fucking name yourself something else that is also a, a zodiac sign. Capricorn, bitch. I don't care if you're really a Capricorn in real life. Call yourself Capricorn, or call yourself another fucking Gemini. I don't know. Do something else, cause that wasn't good. Okay, first of all, you're going way too hard on someone who is. I know, just but I'm just for saying. I, but do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know whose choice it was, but it was a dumb one. Okay, so do you want me to go first? Do you want to go? Go ahead. Uh, okay, so I <laughs> I don't like this at all, and this is where like subjectivity comes in. And first of all, I want to say that Aquaria did amazing with Kingsley's makeup. The it makeup looks is beautiful. So good. The wigs are fine. I don't remember having a comment about the wigs, but whatever. I. My problem is, is that, like, we talk about these challenges and how, like, your partner should look just as good, if not better than you, because it's about them. It's Mm -hmm. not really about you. This was not an Aquaria. Like, to me, this did not read on brand for Aquaria, who does, like, the quirky off-the-wall stuff. And then you put your partner in something that you would never put yourself in. And it has, like, the reds don't match. And that pissed me off. The reds are slightly off. And I'm like, Aquaria is not someone who would wear, like, two different reds. We know that about her. She has that attention to detail when it comes to her outfits. So the fact that you put her in a different red, even if your storyline is like queen of hearts, princess of hearts, still doesn't care. And what is with, what the fuck with those like the little furry things on the corset? I don't get it. No, the outfits were terrible. And the other thing was, I don't, I know like it's kind of, I feel like Aquaria is so confident and I feel like she did not rub that off on Kingsley at all. Kingsley looked way lost. Like they didn't discuss what they were doing on the runway when they went out. Not enough. Uh, So I just thought this was just, a really weak showing just from Aquaria because she was in a bodysuit, to be honest, with a, one of those loofah things over top of it that everyone seems to be so into these days. I completely agree. It just was, it didn't, again, it wasn't fully terrible. Like we've seen people bomb makeover challenges No, 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 past, no, I'm not saying that at but all, but it's just it like, wasn't good. And it definitely wasn't up to what we consider Aquaria standards right. at this point. That's all I'm saying. It's like, if we're judging it just against Aquaria, Aquaria's past, repertoire, it's not. it's not as good. So, yeah. but we have cracker and I mean, cookie next. Like, what is there Do really we to even say? Need to... I hated the headpiece. That's really the only thing I got I didn't throw. understand why we needed it. It was very Violet season seven with the Hello Kitty head thing. And I didn't like that either. So just, um, you can take that for what I it is. But I liked that the, both the outfits were satin. I liked that there was the incorporation of butterflies. Like, because Cookie, cookie fucking had, transformed. Cookie had the cracker, like, cracker body. She sure like, did. Yeah, she and her face well. was beat. The same way that we Cracker are, beats her We're face. doing the Cracker pink, the Cracker blonde, the mm-hmm. Cracker big hair. Everything was just perfect. It's all on brand. Like, Cracker followed herself, like, A to Z. Whether or not, like, I really care for, like, the bodysuit nonsense what not, that she right? was doing. It's it. She did the job the best, and her partner delivered it the best. And that is why it is what it is. And I'm not trying... I feel like I'm coming off very harsh to Cracker. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... like I think Cracker has worn better outfits, but th- like this is brand. So if we're talking really brand, is. this is it. 
It really is. So as as Eureka would wear a hair low for right. this challenge, yeah. Cracker is putting her partner in what she believes is like one of the most recognizable things about her cracker outfits yeah the hair yeah it's like top tip to top tip top to tip toe is all sure did and eureka gave her a wonderful partner who was fully ready right to like live that fantasy yes (sighs) what did you think of monet (laughs) i think this is where we're gonna probably have our biggest disagreement um I I agree with like what most for the most part what the judges said. It looked like two friends that were like out on the town and they were like, "Hey girl, hey girl." Like I did not feel like it did not feel sistery to me. I think that the bodies were really right together, but I they did just look like like I don't know, drunk late 20 somethings like going out for the first time in months and just living. Yeah. Uh... And I didn't care for the makeup on either of them. No, the makeup was questionable. I don't know that it was any worse than, say, Frankie's makeup, except to say that Tyler's brows were really bad. They They were were real bad. Like, luckily, he was wearing glasses because you kind of get distracted. It kind of helped. But it was was bad. Um, But I I still liked this because they were having so much fun. Like, for the most... You know what I mean? So it was, like, hard for me to... To be fair, the only person who went out and looked petrified was Kingsley. All of the other people went out and, like, did it. Lived. Yeah, 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 they had fun. So you can't, like, I'm not arguing that Tyler didn't look like he was having fun, and they didn't look like they had fun working no, together I, and doing I know. it. It's just... I guess there beyond, wasn't really beyond, resemblance there at all. Yeah. Whereas it, Kingsley and Aquaria are different races, but her makeup was so closely matched right. to Aquaria, and, it was, and their hair was similar. And the makeup was done well. And like, yeah, yeah. even though the outfits were trash. Yeah. Sure. I um. get it. I mean, at this point, somebody has to be in the bottom. Right. And statistically, if Cracker didn't knock it out of the park, odds would have been high she would have ended up in the bottom. Correct. If she had yeah. only done a middling performance, performance they would have put her, in the, bottom. Put her yeah, in the bottom sure. because she didn't knock it out of the park. Um, so, I mean, it's just the yeah. uh, the odds and where right. they're at right now. Yeah. And if it if it were a conversation off mic where Rue was comparing Cameron to Aquaria, she's going to put Cameron in the bottom before Aquaria because Aquaria has never even really been fully in the bottom well, with the need to lip sync. Can we, let's talk about Cameron first and then we'll talk about okay. who we are in the bottom. No, just because I have... Yeah, okay. About that as well. So uh, they're next, right? Cameron yes, and it's like, Kelly. Yes, that's it. We're almost done. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I I agree with Michelle. Like, why would you put black earrings on the black I didn't hair? understand yeah, that. Yeah, because you at can't all. see them. It's it's that's true. Uh, I like, but I, what I will say is like, I definitely got this family resemblance more than a lot of others. But that's I don't know if that's me being biased or not. So like, I can't tell no, if I'm. I think that it. I think that they were padded correctly. I think the outfits were ugly. I think the oh, makeup. I loved them. <laughs> Not that I think that they were like stellar, but no, I like and they were just like weird costumey for me. Okay. And if they would have like if she would have fully committed to going in that direction, like we're Do wearing costumes, right. fine. But like it was some weird middle ground which I just didn't appreciate. Um the makeup was fine. I think that the lengths of the wigs were fine. I, I yeah. think if her sister's wig was a little bit lighter, it would have been to her benefit, probably. Yeah. That would have corrected some of the issues we had it was just that the outfit ended up messy you could see like her bra at one point on kelly right just you know what i mean i it's despite all that i think kelly sold it really well she did 
I think Kelly sold it better to me than, than Kingsley, Kingsley. Did, And I for think sure. that's... So, like, let's talk about who you would throw in the bottom two. The thing is, if you're going to send Monet home, you could have literally put any other queen up against her and you would have still it's sent true. Monet home. It didn't matter. So because why not, that was her third time. Yeah. Why not... I mean, here's my theory. Why not scare Aquaria and be like, you can, you can fuck up and go home. And, like, you're not going to send her yeah, home. That's even true. Because we all... Like, we all... Have you guys seen Aquaria on the internet? It, she's talented. She's a fucking amazing lip synker. So it would have been like, Aquaria would have done just fine on that lip sync. And they, she would have. The argument to send Monet home is so greater than sending Aquaria home. Right. But I mean, like... I, I what, think it I, just comes down to how Rue feels about Aquaria because you know that No, he's too feels, pussy to put it in the bottom yeah. too. That's but it. And yeah. she likes Aquaria too much. Whereas she yeah. doesn't really have that drive for Cameron just yet. I, no, I, she wanted... She... She pushed Cameron a little bit in the talking head. Yeah. Rue doesn't feel like she met her expectations. So in Rue's eyes, I'm I'm just speculating. That's why she made her choice. I don't necessarily fully agree with it. Right. But I will say, as much as I didn't want Monet to be in the bottom, I understood why she was in the bottom. Yeah. I, And you could tell when they were talking. The only person I was... I knew Monet was going to be in the bottom when they were deliberating. I couldn't tell between Aquaria and Cameron who was like in more no, trouble. No, it seemed pretty neck and neck right. at one point. And I feel like of. they could have edited the comments from the judges either way to like make it look more like Aquaria than Cameron. But the stuff they showed for Cameron was pretty harsh. They were like, "You look boring." <laughs> like, because basically, Which I what get, if, yeah, I get, yeah. You know. I'm not saying that. I'm not arguing against those comments because I understand, like, understood where they were coming from. But I honestly think Michelle hates Cameron just based on the way I she speaks to her. I think that they don't take Cameron seriously at all. There's, there's no. I'll put when it this I way. was so living my best life when um, Ross was in deliberation when the queens were out, she was like fighting for Cameron. Oh yeah, and I was like, thank Fully you. Fighting. And then when when Michelle said, "Well, you'd be the only one there," I was like, "You're a fucking cunt." Like that was not necessary. Michelle yeah. very much shows does, her hand sometimes. She does not like Cameron. No, and it's annoying. there's no even when Cameron won, she was still a bitch. Oh, about I know. It. She was like, well, "This was a very good week for Cameron." Like, oh, I can't believe this happened. That Cameron right. happened oh, this to was do a well. one off yeah, or whatever. Sorry, there's, she's my biggest problem every week. So. There, there's no way that they would let Cameron win this. It doesn't matter how good she would. Oh, do. Oh no, I I understand that, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to get riled no, up about it. No, it's fucking yeah. wrong. Yeah, I'm I'm pointing it out because it's fucking wrong. But in the end, this is you know not democracy of drag race i would still love to see cameron make the final it's like my one hope i don't know what's gonna happen it's, don't, it's, yeah, don't, don't. it's clearly rupaul's yeah. drag race so yeah. it's gonna come to her Decision. judgment yeah. you know um i did go digging for spoilers don't don't i don't want to know anything it's you there's nothing out there that's Someone the problem said they saw like a screenshot. i looked into that mm-hmm. and it looks like it's heavily doctored it's just like a photoshop uh. Okay. But there are like a couple theories or like a couple people have come out saying like, oh, this is what's going to happen next. And it's not outrageous to assume. Well, it's not outrageous to say anyone goes home. Like it's it's, to this point, it's whatever. The assumption is that next week Cameron goes home in my head as far as we've seen. So Cracker wins a challenge. Of course. Yes. We can't argue against that. It is. No, I mean, the stars aligned and she fucking sees the moment and here she is. I loved how embarrassed she was getting when Cookie was singing happy birthday. I love that. I was getting There my was life. more than one moment when Cookie was just like responding and I'm talking to her and Cracker literally just had her hands over her face. Like, oh my God. Created a monster can, can, moment. Can Miss Cookie just perform for Miss Cracker for Please. the rest of the season? I'm sorry guys. I'm, that was rude. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I do want to say I a couple of things from Untucked. We kind of 
touched on the Kingsley thing and how Eureka handled that. And so fucking awfully. Yeah. So I don't want to like dive. We already talked about it. We, we discussed it at a weird time in the show, but we discussed it. But my favorite, like part of Untucked that really like I appreciated because I am as a Cameron fan, uh, Eureka goes over and talks to her and Cameron says, I'm not disappointed in what I did this week. Like she was like, she was like, I was proud of what I did. I like, I was proud of like Anthony for what he did. So she doesn't feel as like down on herself. Yeah. It's not like last week at all. So I think it, I think Cameron knows when she performs poorly and knows whenever like she was just like, everyone did well this week. And I just happened to be the not the the person, right. That they chose whatever. That being said, are you ready? Should we get into the time has come for you to lip sync for your life. The song they lip sync to is Good As Hell by Lizzo. Which is I dope. I do my hair toss. Check my neck. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Uh, I did not realize how many curse words were in this song until I heard the edited version. <laughs> I was like singing along and I was like, the words oh, were yeah. different. I was like, oh yeah, we, I, there's a lot of swearing in this song. Good swearing. Not bad swearing. Uh, there's never any bad swearing. Um, Sorry. So what did you think? So... Okay, the first time I watched it, I uh, also you knowing how it ends, watching it the second time or third time, you're like, oh, I like I know how this goes, because you, you know how it ends. So you're like, then the first time I watch a lip sync, I just try to enjoy it because you don't know what's gonna Same. happen. So whenever I was watching it live, I felt like it was very neck and neck until they started yeah, showing didn't. they started showing Cameron a lot more, and I was like, is Cameron winning? I'm very confused because. We've talked in the past how, like, sometimes a song could be stacked for one queen as opposed to another queen. And whenever this was the song and it was Lizzo judging, I was like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, Cameron is fucked. Like, Same. <laughs> and then um, the song started and I thought, like, Monet, I thought Monet was doing really well, but I wasn't looking at her face. So the, I was. The second time I watched, Monet looked tired and beat down. She, and it, she was like, her body was telling one story and her face was telling a different story. Yeah, and I think that's what fucked her up. Because, yeah. so I, for me, and I, what's so funny is after I watched this episode the first time, I started showing my cousins the show and we dissected lip syncs because they were like, this is so crazy that they do this. Like, this is the way that they settle who's going home, whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, you guys, like, in the drag scene, this often is what you with see. Their, yeah, <laughs> like, you're going to a drag show and people are lip syncing and, you know, getting tips and dancing and so on and so forth. And I was like, and there's many ways that you can approach a lip sync. For sure. So then I was showing them, like, different compilations and different examples of lip syncs. And my cousins are so smart. Like, I know they're my family, but truly, they're very smart girls. So, Samantha, the slightly older one, was like, okay, so what to you makes a good lip sync? Like, do you, what do you prefer to see? So, I showed her Latrice Royale's natural woman lip sync. Because that's probably one of my most favorite lip syncs. That's a very good one. You know what I mean? And she's not doing fucking anything. Right. It's passion, and it's like, are you feeling the song? Right. And I said, for me, that's probably my... The most important thing that someone could do for for so, a lip sync song for me, Monet was not was not in there. And what was crazy to me is I the same thing. Like the song started, and I was like, "This is set up for Monet to really come back and fucking give it to us." Right. I didn't discount Monet at this point. In my not head, I was at like, all. it was like it's her third time, but this song, and I'm not trying. To, 
I'm not... But this just seems like something Monet would pick to perform, too. Exactly. Yeah, that's... I just assumed she was going to stay. But <laughs> yeah, I, I swear too. to God I did. Like, yeah. nothing against Cameron in the slightest. It no. just seemed like it was set up for her to knock it the fuck out the yeah. park. But after the first couple bars, it was just like, your energy isn't in sync with what's what the song yeah. is doing right now. And, and to Cameron's credit... Uh, she's a lip sync assassin, I'm going to say. She knows what she's doing. She can grasp a song's essence so, and she can fucking serve it to you. I, whenever the song ended, when I saw it the first time and Cameron did the like lean in. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, you just. She was <laughs> whipping her hair back and forth. I will say that that got kind of got repetitive based on what we saw, but, and. Um, I guess I should say she had the body language yeah, that is sure. needed to My neck hurt watching this. her flip her hair. Yes. And I don't think Monet flipped her hair once. I bet her wig wasn't glued down because she did not think, like, I bet. That makes sense. Because why wouldn't you do a hair toss she check She did. Nails? Monet did a couple, like, things that were very Monet to me. So when she was, like, hanging out and she, like, pulled up her dress yeah. a little bit and, like, her hand was down in between her legs. Like, Fine. But I think one of the biggest mistakes she made. Left the stage. Yeah. She left the stage. You turned your back and disengaged for too long. Yeah. And then you took the time from the song to do the long split. And it. I don't think she fully recovered from, from it. That. Like she was out of breath. Yeah. She wasn't really lip syncing anymore. She was like still kind of moving. But it probably took a lot out of her to do that in the first place. You know what? Okay, guys. I'm not trying to be mean here, but like, stay with me. Remember the last person who did a sliding split? It was Alexis Michelle. And you guys remember how desperate that felt? She I was green. It. She was green and she did that. She did it. And I just remember oh thinking God. that's the weirdest thing I ever saw. And when, whenever, whenever Monet started running, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. But she did it. I was like, oh. And then she broke the light bulb. And that's what a lot of people were trying to argue is like why they sent, she got sent home. I was like, Robbie Turner stayed. No one cares yeah, no one that cares. she broke yeah. a fucking light bulb. They probably had to replace those every show. And I even <laughs> said to Josh, I was like, that isn't even the first time somebody broke a fucking light bulb yeah. on this show. And so it won't be the last. Yeah, yeah it that doesn't, it doesn't even matter. And that's why it wasn't even brought up. They right. just showed it because right. she fucking flew I love right whenever they. It. I love whenever they do the stupid broken glass sound over. It's yeah. like, no one could hear that breaking. No. That room is so <laughs> loud right now. Don't even fucking play with me man yeah so um it wasn't i'm glad you felt the same way about it because i just i felt like i was in a car crash you know what i mean i was just like no 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 (laughs) i was not gonna win either way in this lip sync because same i mean i didn't i don't want to see cameron go home yet and i definitely didn't want to see monet go yeah like i can't stress enough how much I don't didn't want to see her go. The only thing here's what I think. Here's what I think about Monet because we're having such a strong season, and I know a lot of people feel some kind of way about Cameron. He's gonna make a lot of money because people felt like he was robbed, or that Monet, Monet was robbed. Yeah, and that like I don't know. I just think she's a fun queen. We loved watching her all season. When you get to be the talking head of the season, amazing. You, and people are gonna go see you. It would like. Trixie Mattel or like uh, Katya. Mm-hmm. That's who we're gonna you spend money on. To it. Yeah, people on a different level. Yeah, and I just need her to come out with better merch so I can buy some. Because <laughs> yes. I don't want a sponge. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> I, I really... I So the part that broke uh, my heart the most watching this is whenever that single tear falls out and she takes a sponge. I was just like, no! Not I can't. 
I couldn't. Oh. And then rewatching the earlier episodes with my girls. Like I when was, she has all that energy, you know, it's like. Just, just seeing Monique and Monet again, yeah. I was like, oh my God. I just like wanted to lay on my couch and stare at the ceiling. What you know what I mean? fucking season. Truly. Mm. And I think that's why I was able to watch it again, like already, like mm. kind of just rewatch it because it's so much fun. It is truly so much fun to watch. I have to wait until like at least six months to like come no, back to this. I like I could rewatch All Stars three right now. <laughs> I love. I love. Why? I just why. I love this show Ugh. so much. I just love it. I love it so much, and it felt so good to show my people this season because like all of the queens give you something to love. For Though sure. I will say, both my cousins did not like you up pretty much right away. Uh, Sam also identified as someone who did not like Cracker right away and was like, she leaves soon, right? And I was like, I don't know. Guess you're going to have to watch it. Oh, I'm the worst. When people are like, they don't, are they, like, how are they doing? I'm like, they win. <laughs> Go straight up just like tell you, I'm like, they're the winner. No, I can't do that. I, I try to keep it going so they get the experience of not knowing. Because when I watched I was so isolated. Nobody was into it but me. I had no idea how they all turned out. So even though I was binge watching it, I literally had no clue who won any of them. Like, I had no idea. And it was the fucking best. And then I got to go back and, like, dig through everybody's social media and, like, catch up on what everybody had been up to. It was the best. But it's such a bummer. I, like, can't imagine how the rest of the show goes because we won't have... Monet. I like I said on Twitter, a and Kathy McPhee sent me straight very quickly. I was like, "Who's gonna talk next week?" And she responded, "There is no episode next week." And I was like, "Thanks, Kathy." <laughs> <laughs> and me- Hello? Hello. Hello. Wow, we just broke everything. I don't know, guys. The shit just went down here in the workroom. <laughs> like, it's very like, confusing. It's like the power went out, but it didn't. It was very strange. Our souls and energy <laughs> and feelings for Monet overloaded the Apple. It sure Mac did. Computer. Um, do you have anything else to say about this episode? I really don't. I will say, like, I had fun this episode. I did not. I, but I think it just stresses before, me out knowing it. Yes. Yeah. If I before could, knowing who, what how it ended, I had I a lot of If I could separate fun. the things that happened in the episode, I probably would say I would really have enjoyed this episode. But I was like, ha ha ha, until panel. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it was just. I'm just going to miss Monet so fucking much. And I think that's really what it, like, what uh, it comes down to. Um, okay. So that about wraps this episode of It Bears Repeating Another RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show. You can find us on all social media. Uh, all of it's linked down below in that description box. It's much easier for you to just click that than me to go through it, but I will because I like to talk. On Twitter, where It Bears Repeating. What are we on Instagram, Tiffany? It Bears Repeating Pod. We have an email, It Bears Repeating Podcast at gmail.com. We have an official website, It Bears Repeating Podcast.com. None of our things match. It's great. <laughs> and then also, if you do want to support us on Patreon, we have that available. Link down below. Great rewards. Really excited to get it out. If you are interested, get it. Get in there before the June starts so we can get you like a shirt or your button All set or your up. stickers, Good to whatever go it is. Um, I posted some strange content on there by myself because I, I was like, how does this work? So I think I figured it out. I have to teach Tiffany. I'll teach you after this. Perfect. 
And yeah, if you want to follow us on our, well, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm Hope Mess Tom on everything. You can see my mental break that I had yesterday if you're interested. <laughs> I'm at Tiff Sylvania. So it's T I F F S Y L V A N I A, like the state. You're free to follow me. Find me on Facebook. I don't care if you're not a psycho. Speaking of Facebook, if I'm you... really good at Facebook, I post funny content. If you're if you're really into Facebook, we do have the Facebook group. Um, just search for it. Join. There's one question you have to answer. It's very easy, I promise. Um, and you can Google it if you forgot the answer to the question. Promise. So let's just wrap this up. Let's get this over with. <laughs> so this has been another episode of It Bears Repeating. And Dom. I'm Tom. And I'm Tiffany. And we will see you. We're doing an episode next week, even though there's no episode next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see figure you it out. Soon. Yeah, it's fine. We'll it's whatever. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> We need to come up with a new insult for gay people. Yeah, that's not correct. (laughs) I also say that positively a lot, so it doesn't work either way. Oh, good. Sure. (laughs) I love sucking dick. So, (laughs) just... Fuck you, Eureka. I, Cut all of that. I don't, I don't want to. Just to be sick. I don't mean to be offensive. I love fucking dick. But I'm just saying. I am not, I'll put it in the I can put it in the Patreon. I see your truth, Eureka. Oh my god. Bitch. Oh my god. The heart to heart we had while that clip was playing was anyway. insane. So moving then. on. So, but I um Oh. I now did. we're thinking about sucking dick and not the episode. N- no, I'm I'm not. You just called yourself the sun, and when you're sucking dick, the, <laughs> everything revolves around you. It's true. So I did not choose those words. You did. I did say so, that. Well, let's just. <laughs>